All right, uh, 12 o'clock hour. Happy lunchtime. Lunch with listeners. Pucking gas with you. Carter Volkswagen Studio an hour away. I'm a real professional. The mayor of Maple Valley uh, taking over. In this hour, you get a chance to win a gift card to the other Coast Cafe locations uh, all around Seattle. Ballard, Queen Anne, and Capitol Hill. Also, the bottom of the hour, give you a chance to win uh, 50 bucks to John Howie Steak. We're going to ask you about a question that uh, Curtis, an answer that Curtis Crabtree gave us in the 11 o'clock hour when he pinch hit for Brad Adam. John Howie Steak uh, brings you Brad Adam every single Tuesday, but um, Curtis filled in for him today. At 12.30, we'll ask you something. If you can remember exactly what Curtis said, you'll win 50 bucks uh, there to uh, John Howie Steak. Uh, I should also take this time. as uh, We'll set up our topic here, uh, Lunch with Listeners. And we can go uh, various various topics. We've talked about LeBron today. We've briefly touched on the Mariners. We've got some other topics there in the in the, in the hopper as well. Uh, you could also call in. Now, can you get? We talked about the man in Indiana getting a, a, a basically. A, well, it's not a DUI. It's a it's an OWI operating while intoxicated on his lawnmower in Indiana. Can you? Maybe the legal people out there. Two questions are multiple questions. One, can you get one of those violations if you're mowing your own lawn, riding a lawnmower, and drinking? And yeah. then, how many people? actually drink if you have a riding lawnmower now i would i would assume our listeners in the north in the south and maybe mm-hmm. the east when you have a little bit more property not so much in the city yeah. if you have a riding lawnmower actually could do that as one alert listener pointed out on the text line they have cup holders for a reason yeah they do but yeah. I, w- I would say look it's not necessarily the best idea well, I'm just to saying, be a on lot. a riding lawnmower and be gassed. I mean, maybe, maybe you go, hey, maybe I'll Not get gassed, the, maybe but... I'll get the lawn done, <laughs> and then I'll have some some drinks. Maybe not necessarily gassed, but how about just you know, you can have one or two and be completely fine. I, I got a lawnmower that that sounds like I would imagine the Beverly Hillbillies truck sounded when it pulled into Beverly Hills. Oh, the first. we all do. My lawnmower, the the it just it, shakes yeah. and rattles, and my wife's like, we got to get a new one. I'm like, it still works. Yeah. I don't know why, but it still works. I, mean, I have a, I have my lawnmower right now is sitting in my old V-Dub van right now. It's parked right outside the station because I'm taking mm-hmm. that thing in to get fixed today because I can't fix anything. This is a, it's a running joke in my family. Yeah. I broke the, um, I don't even what you call it. What's the cord? I bo- the pull cord to start it. I broke that. It ripped off. Yeah. Oh God. So, so and, I have no idea how did to you put... fall over on your ass when it uh, happened because you're expecting, almost, you're expecting almost, tension from that. Almost. And I don't know, mm. have, have any idea how to fix that. I'm not sure if it's easy to fix. I guarantee there's somebody out there right now like you are an idiot i think oh, yeah. you, i can yeah. fix that in well, like two seconds you're gonna go take it to a place who's gonna probably charge you a hundred dollars to fix it yeah that's me there's men who are self-sufficient in the world yeah, and there's there's us you know yeah. i mean it's i had a i had a lawnmower that had like a, a front wheel drive thing that made was like the nicest thing it was yeah almost, i want it, one of those and it broke and you're like that eh, six years ago and i've been like yeah it. well everything else still works. i'm just like such an idiot about right. this and, and so it's like really it's like wrestling a car around my yard right to get stuff done, but, uh, you know, it, it still works. So, uh, If you want to participate in Lunch with Listeners, 286-9595-1-800-829-0950. I will throw out something. When it, when it, it deals with, I think, two local guys here, uh, obviously two stars, and we'll get to it in just a second. But we need to promote something that's coming up on Friday because I haven't done it uh, yet today. Uh, we did it briefly uh, yesterday. Coming up this Friday, uh, this show and Ian's show, if you're looking for something to do at lunch, I'm going to give you a perfect option. Uh, lunch with listeners come out to the nickerson street saloon it's in fremont 
Uh, it's right there by the the uh, historic Fremont Bridge. It couldn't be. You could not be located closer to the Fremont Bridge. No, they literally, like, the, the parking lot's on the bridge, I'm pretty yeah. sure. Yeah. Uh, come out, see us. Uh, myself, Gas, and Ian going to be out there broadcasting from 10 uh, to 3 o'clock. We'll be, uh, we're not doing it together, but you and I will be on from 10 to 1, and then Ian's going to stop on by uh, from 1 to 3. Uh, the guys at Georgetown are going to stop by as well. Manny's going to be there, the owner of Georgetown Brewery. Uh, Chris Gerke, who's the owner of Nickerson Street Saloon. Uh, we're going to go out there, and we're going to promote a really cool event that they do every single year. I believe this is the 13th year that they have done it. Uh, Bob's Brown Ale. Uh, their charity event that they do every year is going to be released on Saturday, mm-hmm. on May 12th. Uh, they do it in honor of their of their friend Bob Hirsch, who passed away, lost his life due to cancer. Uh, Bob's family, uh, Manny became close with them. Uh, they're from Alaska. They would come down to Seattle, go to Seattle Children's Hospital. Uh, and of course, if uh, if you you know don't have a lot of money, you need to be put up to stay. These families, you know, they need somewhere to go. And the Ronald McDonald House puts these families up. Uh, for as little as thirty dollars a night uh, to put up their entire family. So, because you know, when a when a young boy or young girl is battling cancer, they have long extended stays uh, at Seattle Children's Hospital. So, Georgetown has partnered with those fine folks at the Ronald McDonald House, and uh, they have done this again thirteen years. Uh, they've created a beer every single year in honor of Bob. Uh, all the proceeds that Georgetown receives from Bob's Brown Ale, one hundred percent goes. Back into the Ronald McDonald House last year, I want to say they raised a little over a hundred thousand. Wow! Really, a uh, hundred yeah. grand? That's great. Nickerson Street Saloon, uh, all of their uh, Bob's Brown Ale that they sell at their bar mm-hmm. all goes to the Ronald McDonald House. Uh, they don't keep any of the profits uh, of it on this day or the whole. Uh, the whole time, whole time they're selling the whole time that Nickerson they, they, they pay for the selling. cost, and then whatever they make above yep. it goes to the Ronald McDonald House. Every, That's fantastic. Every pint that they sell, they will uh, give it right back to the Ronald McDonald House. And so they have uh, George has been doing the event at the uh, Nickerson Street Saloon. Normally do it on May fourteenth. That's Bob's birthday. They're doing it a couple days earlier this year on Saturday. Mm-hmm. So we're going to be out there Friday from ten to three. Uh, doors open, I believe, at eleven or eleven thirty. Mm-hmm. So come out, and have lunch with us. Like the beer is not going to be ready yet, but come out, see the spot, uh, have fun. It's a great spot. It's an historic, really bar. Oh, it's a it's a legend. It's a legendary bar. bar. Yeah, yeah. Uh, great food, guys. Uh, G- uh, Chris Gerke, who owns it, Chris Martino, who runs it. They do a fabulous job over there at Nickerson Street Saloon. And if you've been driving by it and you've seen some signs that the place is going to be demolished, and you're mm-hmm. wondering, oh, my God, this is the last chance for the Nickerson Street Saloon. Uh, yes, they are going They're going to do, a, I would say, a remodel, but a complete teardown, and they're going to they're gonna put a new structure there on the spot, but mm-hmm. the Nickerson Street Saloon is coming back. It's just going to be on the bottom of the new structure. And that's not happening for a while, right? Uh, Isn't that a little ways yeah, out? It's a little, little ways off, yeah. but I'm not sure exactly when that's going to happen. But we're going to be out there from 10 uh, to 3 o'clock, and then on Saturday, stop on by because they will release Bob's, and it's really special this year because normally they just make one brown ale every year. Uh, but this year they've decided to add three more. So they're going to have four versions mm. of Bob's Brown Ale. It's wow. uh, it's their original, it's an IPA, it's a sour, and then also a a, a chocolate uh, like a chocolate ale, a chocolate stout ale. Now, why? What's a? Have you had a sour before? Uh, I have. Are they? You like them? Ah, uh, they're okay. I think the, you the have name. To be a fan would, yeah, of it. yeah. You have to. Yeah. They're okay. All right. They're okay. All right. I'm going to tell you right now because we had we tasted mm-hmm. the chocolate Bob's and then the IPA Bob's at our event last Thursday. Right. The IPA 
if they don't bring this back as a regular beer, right? They're doing it wrong. It's it's they're making un- a mistake. It's unbelievable. Well, and it's only like it's it's like a, I mean, there's not a lot of it's it's not a high uh, alcohol content in it. I can't remember exactly what it was. It is one of their best tasting beers I have ever had. So get out there, have them, try them all. Because all the proceeds go into an amazing cause, the Ronald McDonald House. And, and the Nickerson Street Saloon, just a great, great spot. Oh, it's going to be 65 and oh. sunny Friday. they got a big deck outside. You can, you can sit there and laugh at people who are stuck in traffic waiting for the bridge to come back down. Yes. Uh, Yell I've, at the bikers. I I've, uh, I went to the Nickerson Street Saloon when it was still the 318, which is oh, years yeah, ago. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, and then uh, I, I want to say, I think uh, Chris Gerke, you're talking, I think he may have gotten his start in the business at one time, worked for Mick McHugh down at FX McCrory's. I think that's where okay. he and I first met years ago. Yeah. Always have supported all those guys. All these bar owners are all like... You know, yeah, they're all... Yeah, they're, they're, they're thick as thieves. Yeah. Um, so... It was one of my favorite spots to go, and yep. I got to know all the guys there. And so we're uh, Renee and I are sitting around uh, one day, and we come up with a brilliant idea for the millennium. And we're about eight weeks out from it. wasn't quite the the the, the Kramer party where they were two years in advance. About eight weeks out, we said, you know what? Let's have a we we love to have parties. Yeah. So let's have a New Year's Eve party. But let's make it big. Let's really make it a big party. Let's invite everybody we know. And you know, where can we do? I said, why don't we see if the Nickerson would let us have the place for the night if they do a private party. So we go to them, and they're amenable to it. They're like, yeah, sure. you know." And I, I said, look, we're going to get at least 200 people here, and it'll be a blast. It'll be fun, and they're going to have food, and we're going to have drink specials, and it's going to be our private. Nickerson's is going to be our private place. So we send out invitations, and nothing's coming back. <laughs> and, and, and we come to find out that uh... that of all of our friends in the Seattle area, they're all petrified that the world is going to end at the stroke of midnight as we go over to 2000 and i'm, I'm not clipping are you gonna come no we're 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 a little leery about leaving the house on that i'm like uh. why and i had a, there was a guy who worked here who who was a nice enough guy very nice guy and he actually said he's gonna be dead sober he goes what are you gonna do if you leave that party and the stoplights don't work <laughs> I, I don't know. I, I just treat it, like, treat it like a four-way stop, the way you do when there's a power outage or something. So we come uh. to find out that all of our friends are scaredy cats who thought the world. So now, now I got to go to the Nickerson like a month before and go. Uh, you know, you've had this sign up for a month saying New Year's Eve we're closed for a private party. Uh, that, that's like pretty much isn't going to happen. So they were. It really tested our friendship. They were a yeah. little irritated, and I don't blame them. <laughs> Uh, and uh, but then we went there. A group like ten of us went out right. for dinner that night. We had a great time. Everything worked. The world didn't end. Right. And we went to the Nickerson afterwards. We rang in the new year. It was a blast. Uh, and they, they were very. But that's my my favorite. One of my favorite stories ever is me going to a bar saying I'm going to get two hundred people in here. You what? And all we all I'm, we're calling people. We're like begging me, come out to the party. Hey, you know. It, Everything might just come to an end. I'm like, God, what? Are you, what the hell is going on in this country? We're losing our minds. I don't. I would love to tell you my my uh, millennium story, uh, but I don't know if I actually can. So I was on a. I could say I was on a on a basically a deserted island in the British Virgin Islands. Wow, two bars. So you weren't going to know if the world had come to an I end. I would have no idea yeah. if the world would end. Everybody's just. I will just say out. this after the because you're on the British Virgin Islands. I was there with my buddy Kaleo. Yeah. <laughs> Kind of sounds a little more romantic getaway for you in Kaleo. What are we, 23? No, yeah. we're there with friends. They work at a hotel there. You were young and you were experimenting. And, it's okay. Uh, and uh, 
I would just say, so you get off on the on the boat that takes you over, and right when you step onto the Virgin Islands, the first thing it's handed to you is a cup of mushroom tea. Like mushroom tea. That was that was away you go, and you were there. You were there for twelve hours mm-hmm. on this island, no power, nothing. You're, so there's what's two that? bars with tea. There's, everything's on by fire. You're only See, there for twelve hours. Twelve hours. What time did you? What time do you arrive? Oh, we right? got there. At, I don't know. We were there. We ended up leaving at four or five in the morning. I don't know. We got there. So about five, after, five you know? in the afternoon. Yeah. So no no accommodations. You're, you're no, there. No, you you're, are just you're, on a beach. You're there to be a rock star yeah, for twelve. You're hours. on a beach and like two. Oh, there's two God. bars. The beach is probably a mile long and maybe a mile wide. Wow, like a sandbar. Yeah, <laughs> there's the. I think there's better. I could tell a better story off the air about about that night. All right. Um, and also live auction items on Saturday. Again, we'll be out right. there Friday at the Nickerson Street Saloon. Uh, myself, Gas, and Ian from 10 to 3, broadcasting live from the Nickerson Street Saloon to help set up, help promote uh, the uh, release of Bob's Brown Ale on Saturday, uh, Georgetown's uh, charity event that they do for the Ronald McDonald House on Saturday when they begin at 3 o'clock at the Nickerson Street Saloon. Uh, live auction items include a poker party mm. with Manny and Roger, the owners of the brewery. They have You have a private event nice. at Georgetown, all the beer you want, and a private poker party. You get a signed Pearl Jam poster. That's pretty That's sweet. That's like their neighbors down there yeah. in Georgetown. A VIP for four to Seahawks training camp. Mm-hmm. A Seahawks game day uh, pass for two, sideline passes for two. On September 23rd, you can get a Russell Wilson signed jersey, Steve Largent a signed jersey. How about th- these last two? You get a uh, you get an in-studio experience with Cliff Averill myself later this year. Oh, now that, come, there's something. And really, it's just for Cliff. You, you are signing up yeah. so you can talk to Cliff Averill for three hours. That's a, that's an experience. When you see that in an auction catalog, it says, you know, value, priceless. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. this is the one that I think is awesome because I didn't realize that this guy and Georgetown were such good friends until about – I'm pretty good, decent friends with these folks. And I had no idea that their biggest fan, their biggest groupie, is this next guy. He's a legend in town. Uh, you can get a tour of the brewery and a hangout session with Manny, who, of course, is the owner mm-hmm. of Georgetown, and Seahawks left tackle Hall of Famer Walter Jones. <laughs> Apparently, Walter Jones and, like, Manny and the group at Georgetown, they're, like, best friends. I, Hanging I, I, out, I, vacationing. I'm like, what do you mean? The, the Walter Jones that I know? Yeah, Walter. Yeah, but he's, like, the he hangs out here all the time. Like, huh? Is he still coming around here? Or did we did we do something to offend no, him? No, he's still coming around here. He you just around? have him during the football season. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah all right. Yeah, I think he's still good. So Walter Jones, Manny, uh, will give you a tour of the brewery, and wow. then they will just hang out with you. So you get to talk. You can nerd out with beer with Manny, and then you can nerd out with Walter talking football. Just you and you know, I don't even know how many people that's for. Probably he's a couple buddies. So all those live auction items will be Saturday, uh, starting at three o'clock in the Nickerson Street Saloon. And it all goes to the Ronald McDonald House. All hundred percent of the proceeds going to the Ronald McDonald's. All right, let me bring this up because we haven't got to this yet. So the the Matt Ryan contract's been kind of a big issue that's been going on here and recently. And then I think how it how it affects how it affects Seattle. So he just signed his new deal in his press conference yesterday. He's going to earn like thirty. He's going to earn thirty million bucks, which is just an absurd amount of money mm. for a quarterback. But I get it. It's it's what it is. Well, it's what the market is it's right absolutely. now. Absolutely, you know, the market the, the market sets itself. And I know they they talked about it in the morning today. Did Chuck and Buck and and I? It's a one thing they're not there yet, and it's going to ramp up in probably a year when you start looking at Russell's contract. Mm-hmm. It is going to be fascinating, I think, to me how they handle what they want to do with him, yeah, and how much money they truly want to give him. Everyone knows how valuable he is, right? But man, how I mean, like how much. 
Gas, does it get where it's just too much? I don't think there is a number. There's not a number at all. Unless there's something down the road we don't know, yeah. an, an injury or some kind of weird controversy, which hard, seems hard to believe. I think based on what this guy's done for you, I think based on how he played last year when they, he had nobody. They could have you and me right. back there at running back. I mean, he'd had no help back there. And he kept you in games and kept you alive, and you were you were in the playoff hunt until the last two weeks of the season, and and they just had so many injuries and so many problems. You got to give him a lot of the credit. I I say, I, I mean, I guess you have to put within reason on it, but I don't know that there's a number that I'd shy away from if it meant okay, we get to keep well, this guy and, around. You know, and let's soft, do it. Yeah, and Softy's been all over this in terms of the percentage of the cap, and and those guys have talked about on their show quite a bit that you know, listen, a percentage of the cap that you guys that they make. That's designated for the quarterback just hasn't won a Super Bowl. You know, mm-hmm. the 20 odd million dollars of whatever that has been set aside. And, and I do believe that eventually you get to a point where you do price yourself out. If he does make the majority of the money, I guess you've got to hit on all these other mm-hmm. players at a low cost. Like what, when he first came up and he made no money and no one on the defense made any money. Uh, Lynch was making money. And then of course, uh, the offensive line was making money. You could get away with it. But I think they do put themselves kind of in a, in a weird financial bind where unless they hit on some of these younger players, they are taking up a great deal of their salary cap on one player. Mm-hmm. I, I just want, I'm curious if, if they do internal discussions, have any type of chat with themselves in a year from now. Is it prudent for us to go any further with him? Yeah. I don't know. You know, now again, if they roll it out this year and they go three and 13, which right. I, I don't think will happen, yeah. but if they do, there are things that could change my mind, but I'm saying as of right now, today, uh, I'd be willing to do it. And, and look, if, if you've got to massage the cap later, if you've yeah. got to do some things, I, mean, I, I get that that's not as easy as I'm making it sound. Sure. But this guy is premier talent, and I, he's a little different. He's a little bit, you oh, know, and I think those guys, I think they're all kind of wide. It's rare that you get a guy, I always, I, always, you know, I keep default, defaulting back to this guy. It's rare that you get a guy who, say, is like Hasselbeck, who's got talent. I'm not saying Matt was as talented as Russ, but has great talent and is sure. a fairly, is normal the right word. These quarterbacks are wired differently, oh, man. I think Russell Wilson is why you've been winning. There's other, I mean, the Legion of Boom and all that, right. but. I would keep that guy. Quarterbacks are crucial position in this league. Is there? Is there? I would ask this, and we can. We can. I know we don't have much time here in this segment. I was rambling on about our event coming up on Friday, but two eight six nine five nine five and one eight hundred eight two nine zero nine five zero. Lunch with listeners brought to you by the Other Coast Cafe. Is there? Is there amount? Is there no cap for Russell Wilson? I guess for our for our mm-hmm. listeners, our fans, is are there people that are like, hey, whatever you need to spend to keep him, I'm all good. And then I'll bring this back around to, to another guy in this town that, that we were ta- chatting about this earlier off the air. But I was, I thought about this when I was talking to Softy in the sports pit yesterday. They were doing, he was doing a bunch of numbers on Felix, mm-hmm. you know, going through like, where is he at? He was at, he was quizzing Shockey and I, where does Felix rank on, you know, in, in terms of ERA mm-hmm. and his whip and all that. And, you know, his numbers overall just, you know, aren't good. And I, th- I think you look at him this year, and he is, you know, he's a different pitcher, and he has been. He's not the same guy anymore. Right. He probably never, he's never going to be that guy again. I think they do have an interesting decision in a year from now with him. He's going to, next year is his last year of his deal, 2019. He's going to be a free agent in 2020. Mm-hmm. He'll make $27 million next year. Wow. 30, I mean, it's good for him. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Damn, it's great good for, for him. him. I wonder, and again, he, if he wants to keep playing, mm hmm. You know, he goes to the Mariners next year. Hey, I'd, I want to, I want an extension. Mm-hmm. I want to, I want to retire as a Mariner. I mean, right. we just, I bring this up 
because we are just going through this with each of them. Right, right. If he comes to them and says, no, I I think I can play another couple of years, what do they do? What well, do they do with Felix yeah. Hernandez if he comes to him next year and says, I'd like to play a couple more years and I only want to play... He's not going to get any money on the open market right? like he's getting now. The only team that's really going to pay him is Seattle. What do you do if you're John Stanton and Jerry DePoto? I mean, you did this weird dance with each other. Do you pay him? Now, it's a different thing here. I mean, obviously, I'm not going to say whatever. Sure, Russell, sure, sure, I say, sure. hey, whatever. Let's get this right, right. done. Uh, Felix, I, I'd be, I, I'd, I would not be hesitant to try and keep him around. And again, there's right. no cap in baseball. You don't have to worry about sure. that. I realize there's some financial... But I, I think there'd be ways you could set things up. If he says, look, I want to stay here and retire, then yeah, I'd, I'd, and, and look, right now, what you, what you see is what you get with him. You know, okay, it's not the dominant guy. It's not going to be 27 million a year, Felix, but, and he's going to know that. You know, how much, yeah, I, how much, how willing would he be to, to back off that mark? And I don't know. He, by next year, he could say, I'm 34. I've earned a lot of money. I've done everything. I'm stepping away from the game. He may want to walk. And look, I don't think no, he didn't. necessarily is going to keep rolling out there if he's getting tagged. No. You know, nobody wants that. But if he's if he can be a guy, I mean, and you go, look, Felix, here's the deal. We want to keep you for a couple of years, too. We want you to retire as a Mariner, too. We'll give you third starter money times you know, plus some easily hittable bonuses. Yeah. So you can rise up. But, but yeah, I mean, it's definitely two different negotiations. It's the same level of superstar yeah. player. Yeah. When Russell's 34. He's playing. I mean, here's the thing with Russell. He's playing at an elite level right now. And what is he, 28? Nah. 29? What is, what is Russell? I, I've double-checked. But, uh, but yeah, yeah, point being, he's still right in the prime of things versus versus whatever his next deal after yeah, this 29. one they get. What is he, 28? 29. Yeah, so when he's 34, I'm not going to necessarily be willing to back up the truck and open everything right. up. And you see, you, we have seen a steep decline in Felix. I, I don't know. I, I think that it's it's an I think it's an interesting question on both parts. A lot of the focus is going to be on Russell Wilson next year and his contract. I, I get that. I mean, the, because of the Seahawks, because of who he is. I I think a real interesting different story in a subplot would be what do they do? What do the Mariners do with Felix? If Felix wants to continue to play, they allow him to go to free, be a free agent, or do they end up giving him a deal? And I don't know about what Mariner fans or sports fans here in Seattle would want to see on, on both occasions. Would you be, would you want, I guess, the Mariners to give Felix a parachute contract? The Lakers did it with Kobe Bryant. Would you want the Seahawks to pay whatever amount they need to pay uh, to keep Russell Wilson. I think in the next year it would be kind of a fascinating to, to watch both of those stories uh, develop. All right, we got to give away 50 bucks coming up next to uh, John Howie Steak uh, because uh, Brad Adam, uh, he was off today and filling in was Curtis Crabtree, so he filled the role of Brad Adam. Uh, he said something specific when we had him on at 11 o'clock. If you remember what he said, we'll ask it coming up next. Uh, you will win 50 bucks to the great John Howie Steak. Tucket in the Gas Man on Seattle Sports Radio 950 KJR. Entertaining sports talk. All right, uh, we're going to give away uh, 50 bucks to uh, John Howie Steak here uh, momentarily. We had Curtis Crabtree back on the uh, the radio program at 11 o'clock. He was filling in admirably for uh, our guy uh, Brad Adam. Uh, again, John Howie Steak with nothing but the best uh, will do. Ian Furness coming up uh, next. We'll do a little crosstalk with Ian. And then uh, we'll find out what's happening in his show coming up at 1 o'clock. we got to talk about this maybe tomorrow. I don't know if you saw the comments from Wendell Carter's mom. Wendell Carter, of course, is the uh, the outstanding freshman. Just completed uh, his freshman season at Duke. 
And uh, she had some interesting comments, and I, I get where she was coming from in a lot of it, but it's one of those topics that is just, it's like, should Pete Rose be in the Hall of Fame? Mm-hmm. Should you pay athletes? Should you pay college athletes? And it's so easy, and I always find it funny that, oh, of course they should be paid. But then no one knows how, how, how to actually execute it and do it. Yeah, how do you pull that off? I mean, I, I, I think that they're, the, look, the NCAA has got so many corruption issues I don't know where I'd begin. I might see where the Knight Commission has issued some. Right. I like that one of the recommendations. This of the was Knight part Commission, of it. That she was speaking there. Yeah, one of the thing about one of the things from the Knight Commission is well, we're going to increase our board from twenty four to thirty two people. Right. Yeah, get eight more people in a meeting room. That's going to help. Yeah. But they want independent people. Um, you know the thing the the thing that Condoleezza Rice's uh, uh, committee was working on that was released about a month ago that I didn't I thought was a whole load of nothing. Right. Uh, that can't. I, I don't pretend to have all the answers. I do agree that, that the players should be able to share in some of the booty, as it were. Yeah. But how do you do that? Does right, the I'm starting good. quarterback at Alabama deserve to make more than a lacrosse player at Johns Hopkins? If yeah. they're both on team, you know, it, it, it's such know. apples to oranges in how you do this. So I'm not, I'm not, now, because it's hard is no reason not to pursue avenues to try and sure. do it. And certainly, the, the, to my way of thinking, the biggest layer of, of uh, inequity, I don't know how I want to put this, but the fact that the coaches' salaries at the top levels have gone so berserk right. and the shoe deals have mm-hmm. gone. And what what they, what the Huskies get from Adidas? It's not just, the, what was it, well, it's over $100 million, right? Yeah, I mean, it's one of the largest deals in and, college athletics. And they should be doing that. Everybody else is doing it. I'm sure. not singling them out, but just, you know, so you see all of that, and now we're still, there's still, and it's like, gosh, you know, the coaches are making tens I of millions. I think that's where and, lies the, the rub, I think, for a lot of people. Right, and the TV, you know, the, the, I, I never forget, I'll never forget sitting with Lefty Drizel. Yeah, uh, the great Lefty. God, this is a, the Hall of Famer, finally, very deserved uh, years ago, years ago, sitting with him and having him think I was lying to him, he I, he and I scrapped all the time. When I told him, hey, they just signed a deal. It's a billion dollars a year. This is when they first went over the billion dollar right. mark. For, a billion? No, that's not right. No, it's a that's a, a billion. A billion with a B? I'm like, yeah, a billion dollars is what they're going to pay for the T. So you know, there's so much money in the sport, and and it just seems like there ought to be a, a more equitable way of equitable way of distributing right. it. All right. So uh, earlier in the show, eleven o'clock, uh, we had uh, Curtis Crabtree again on. He was filling in for uh, for Brad, uh, and uh, it was brought to you by John Howie Steak. We do this every single Tuesday at twelve thirty. Uh, we will we will ask you a question. And if you are the correct person to call us up at 286-959-518-829-0950, you are going to win a $50 gift card to John Howie Steak. So we were talking earlier about, well, a number of things. One, of course, was the cornhole brawl, the cornhole brawl that we talked about earlier in the show, Douglas County, Georgia. And that led us to what sporting events, what's the funniest sporting event you've ever been to, in which it led to a brawl. And then we started talking about, fights and then somehow curtis's name came up and he said oh curtis has been in a number of fights curtis came on said oh listen i haven't been in a number of fights just with my brother but we asked curtis what past seattle athlete would he love to punch (laughs) what past seattle athlete would he love to punch if you are the correct call the 10th caller the 10th caller with the correct answer at 286-9595-1800-829-0950. Curtis Crabtree, we asked him, what past Seattle athlete 
would he love to punch? The 10th caller with the correct answer is going to win a $50 gift card uh, to John Howie Steak when we get that. Jackson is taking all the phone calls right now. Uh, we will go to uh, to the audio, and we will hear uh, who Curtis said he wanted to punch. Who would you want to punch? You have an athlete in the past that you had a scrap with? I'm, I'm trying to think. I certainly had my share. Uh, George Carl yeah. and I went round and round, but I wouldn't punch George because he would punch uh. me back repeatedly. And I like George. Ultimately, I think we, we got along okay. We, it's a tense uh, relationship between media and athlete or media and coach. No, no one ever was really that that bad. I yeah. mean, I mean, when I was in Portland, like Rashid, I liked Rashid though. But Rashid, you know, was a bet. You know, I joke about it all the time with Ian. I mean, it was the only time in my life I've been called a honky. Was really, she called, called you a honky. Yeah, you know? wow. But I laughed it off. It's just not the same meaning, if, mm. you know, what the other word is. I don't. Damon Stoudemire was an ass, and he threatened. He was going to have some physical violence towards me because he was like, "Aren't you that? St- are you work at that station that keeps talking about me being in the Hummer High?" Yeah. Like, uh, yeah, but you were. And then I'll, I'll and quit making fun of. You remember when he went through the Tucson airport? Oh yeah, yeah. with the weed rolled up in the tinfoil, and yeah. you understand why the 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 alarm went off. <laughs> I'm like, yes, I do remember that. I'm like, Damon, like, uh, sorry, but that's um, that's he, I'll give you one, and it's and you know him quite well. Uh huh. It's post game. I couldn't stand him. Yeah. Other than that, I loved him, but God, Moyer gave me a bad time. Jamie, Every. Yeah. Single post game. There are a lot of people who say Moyer was tough to do. I, I always after had, losses. Yeah, yeah Moyer, just after losses. For whatever reason, he and I, well, but and I got to yeah. know him a little bit. But 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 even before when, that, I just always got along with him. Okay, but if, if I never we had a, if yeah. we had a bad experience like after a game, mm-hmm. and he just always did the classic. Hey, you know, it's a benign question. Hey, what 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 happened? What'd you see in the sixth inning, Jamie? Yeah, and he'd be like. Well, what'd you see? Yeah, yeah, right. Uh, I don't, I'm like 25. You know what? When I was working with for yeah. you guys, I don't, I don't know. Play but with me the, a little bit. Here. Then the next day, he, you would want him to get him on. For yeah. people who don't know, I would be down at the ballpark right. for you and Graz, and you guys would ask, hey, can you get us someone on? I'm down, doing the updates and all that kind of stuff down there. And then I would go grab a guest. And every time I asked him, he'd say yes. Yeah, yeah. But it was always post game. I, I got to say, I, I think I've told this story before, so indulge me, those of you yeah. who may have heard of it. You'll, you'll get a big kick out of this. Um, so Lefty and I scrapped. All that. And I was very immature around Lefty. I didn't treat him with the respect I should have. Sure. He's he's the if, if if you say to yourself, is there somebody you'd like to have a do over with? He'd be him. It's him. I'd rather have started out on the right because he's he was a funny guy, and I I don't know if he was the he you know we just we just didn't click. Sure. So one of my jobs, I'm at James Madison. I'm doing the games. Is we had an exclusive deal where we got the first interview with Lefty. Well, let me tell you something. That was no bargain when they lost. He was the worst loser I ever saw, which is why he was a great coach. He, hey, losses were a personal insult. And here he's got me one-on-one, and I mean he would lay it. Whatever I asked was a dumb question. Whatever I wanted to know was, you know, he never said stupid, but boy, he used dumb a lot. And it just, people would listen. We were getting great ratings. So like, God, listen, Gastonos getting destroyed here. It was very popular radio. And it was just humiliating, you know. So finally one night, they, they lose a tough game to Virginia Tech, and I'm like, oh, God, here I go. So I'm going into the place where he and I meet, and it's just him and I in a room. It's just brutal. And I got a guy, a friend of mine, who works for a TV station in Roanoke. And he goes, hey, he goes, he goes I'm, I'm a big jam. I, I know you got an exclusive deal with Lefty, but he goes, I got a satellite truck outside, and our time is up in like seven minutes. Mm-hmm. I got to get them a post-game comment from Lefty, or they're go- I'm going to be in big trouble with my boss. And I said, well, look. Come in with me and just just 
videotape us and you know you're not gonna get my question you don't need my, just videotape lefty answering a question you can have it i'm just trying to help a colleague out right we go in and lefty's just all slumped because they've lost and he's like hell hell gas and i go lefty i go this is my friend jason he's from uh, blacksburg tv he's gonna videotape us because he's got to send something down to tv and he kind of he like straightens uh, up puts his tie yeah 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 and I, i'm thinking so i said was lefty boy that was a that was a that was a tough one tonight you're right man gas that's it's a good point man we played so well and i'm like and I'm starting to think the sun gun's on him, yeah, and I'm like, yeah. so I have an idea. I'm like, I think I don't have to solve this problem. So I would, I found a, like a, a student, and I'd give him like ten bucks oh. every. I said, just come with me. I said, you don't have to have anything on except the light of the camera has to be on, and we'll just tell <laughs> Lefty it's a TV station. And Lefty from that point on treated me like because oh. he just didn't realize that he was on radio and didn't care. Yeah, but on TV he wanted to present an image of oh, being an great. empathetic guy. It God, was that's awesome. Just and so ninety percent of our interviews after that were held with a fake camera <laughs> right above him. The fact that you went, we're paying guys to come. <laughs> Are, Are you kidding? It was the best money I ever spent. Uh, all right, so we asked the question: fifty bucks to John Howie Steak. Who was the uh, past Seattle athlete? That uh, our guy Curtis Crabtree would love to punch. Uh, Alan is in Kent. All right, Alan, you were listening earlier in the radio program. Uh, what is your answer, sir? It's Sean. Don't call me Chone Siggins. All right, let's go. <laughs> let's go to the tape. If you oh. could have one free punch, who would you hit? Johnny? Yeah, Sean Figgins. There you go. Uh, Alan, congratulations. You get 50 bucks uh, hey. to John Howie Steak. Thanks so much for listening to the radio station, sir. Guess who played along with us today? Yeah. On Twitter, your your friend Jeff Baker. Hey! Jeff Baker volleyed in a on who Crabtree would punch. Sean Figgins. Oh, yeah, man. I'm telling Everybody you. Everybody knows it. Oh, that was, I remember, I remember how steamed he was. And of course, uh, Christian Cable. That was just not a, <laughs> not a good signing. Uh, looking back on the Bears with Sean Figgins. Did, didn't work out well. Did, did not work out at well. all. Oh, that was a bad one. All right. Take a break. Come back. We'll find out what's happening in the, the mayor show coming up uh, at one o'clock. Now back to Puckett and the Gas Man on Seattle Sports Radio 950 KJR. Entertaining sports talk. Uh, Gas update on that story out of Toronto. Roberto Osuna, who was arrested early this morning, he is the Blue Jays' uh, closer, uh, has been charged with domestic assault on his girlfriend. Uh, Osuna has been placed on administrative leave by the commissioner's office. Uh, According to uh, Sportsnet uh, CA, there you go. So they will not have... Uh, their closer, obviously for tonight, I'm not sure you know if he's going to be available for the series. There you go. That's your update there from uh, the Toronto and Mariners series. Uh, take it. Do we still call it the Rod? Is it the Rogers Center? What is it? It is Rogers Center. Right, it is Rogers Center. What Sky was it before? Skydome. Sky Sky Dome. I like Skydome. They should call it the, the Rogers Center Skydome. Yeah. I, I get why corporate yeah. deals are done. I, but have some like, hey, let's you know, let's have a little sense of what the thing is. My wife, my wife uh, still refers to it when we go to a baseball game. Is are we going to the Kingdom? Yeah, we're going she, to the dome. She hasn't quite figured out yet that the kingdom was imploding. God bless we her; in, should be back. We were in Salt Lake City. I said, "We remember we watched it blow up in Salt Lake City that one morning." It's yeah. boom. Oh, I, that's, uh, I don't think you're right, Ian. I think it's still there. What uh, do you do is, for is a it, living again? Is it Liberty Mutual <laughs> Field next year? In Liberty Mutual, is who bought Safeco? Well, but they're not doing it. They, the naming rights are up. So, the, oh, they said they're not. They're not going to be a part yeah, of it. No so, loss. 
Well, so do we know who's going to get no, there? You, you go. Missed, the hell, there's our poll mi- question. You missed no, the yeah. story. The story. I don't know. Were you around? I'm trying to think. You weren't here yet. You were on iHeartMedia Field. You were on. <laughs> well, iHeartMedia well, Field. Yes. I think it's best we all just leave that uh, alone. The, uh, the bathrooms <laughs> don't work by the concourse. Uh, you need to file a trouble ticket. A trouble ticket needs to be filed for the water to fix. Well, and then you know what would happen? Every day they'd raise the parking rates. You know, today is 10, tomorrow is 15, and Marty Seeley would be involved. No, when the media. Media guide for the Mariners first was oh, posted yes, right. online mm-hmm. uh, back in February. Yeah, some somebody, some baseball blogger nerd that has way too much time on his hands decided he's going to go through it. And, right, you know, sure. Hey, I want to see what they did against these teams last year. He got to the section that has team by team, like when you're playing ball tomorrow, right. what the record was, all time records. He goes down to all time records I and spots something, and it of, says yeah. says all time records at Memorial Stadium at Camden Yards. In Seattle, at the Kingdom, at Safeco, no, actually at Prudential, no, ProLiance Park is what it is. ProLiance? So hmm. apparently they hmm. had a deal pending with ProLiance, the surgeons. Uh-huh. And my understanding oh. is that the doctors balked at it when they found out how much it was going to, because it's a, it's a, it's a co-op or whatever right. it is. Huh. Right. Yeah, and they said no. But they had put it in the media guide. Someone, mm-hmm. so it had gotten far enough down the food chain where it's down the media what are we, guide. What, what, this would be a, uh, this is a perfect poll question. What would we want it to be called? Because God, Safeco was so perfect. It, it, well, when you had it's the safe, perfect. the key, yeah. Safeco the clink. field, yeah, a little. Uh, what would you want it to be called? Um, I mean, what do we? I mean, what do we have? We've got Amazon. We've got T-Mobile here. We've got Amazon. Doesn't feel like something Warehouser. Amazon would do. They don't do anything, do they? No, they do. They do a lot more than you think now, and they've really made an effort to but start not sports. Right? But and, and I don't much in sports. And just a yeah. naming rights yeah. deal doesn't seem like Bezos something they do. Field. Bezos Field. There you go. That'd be. Oh. It's, isn't it odd though? We have these Homeless two Park. monster monster corporations. It's actually, I add the third one in Boeing, Boeing, Microsoft, and and uh, Amazon, and none of them do anything in terms of the sport, like you know, like naming rights or fields mm-hmm. or owning mm-hmm. a. They team still do the Apple Cup. Right? Yeah, they do the Apple Cup still. Boeing yeah. does. Yeah, Boeing yeah. Boeing I, Boeing I'm that. guessing that was pennies on the dollar. Uh, yeah, probably. I, Boeing Field. <laughs> Boeing Field. That, that was that was very popular 20 years Boeing ago. Boeing Field's pretty That's good. I mean, there's not even, why would you even go? I mean, of course, they're not here. They're all in South Carolina now, but, uh, you know, it's still. 20 years <laughs> ago, guys, that's that. This, everybody was talking about that. The, there was a big discussion. Yeah, Boeing Field. Because the two ones that everybody thought sounded awfully clever was Boeing Field yeah. and Starbucks Grounds. Well, I'm really glad one of them didn't happen. Yeah, um, the yeah. Uh, that, was, that was like there were two. Well, Starbucks. What do, what do you think about what if they named it Starbucks Ground? Uh, <laughs> I I, it'd be the most meh thing for oh, me ever. Man. Well, we were just going well, over something a second ago in the sports. Why do you bring that up? So his kid is like this NBA writer or something for yeah, Yahoo, Jordan right? Mm-hmm. Or Yahoo for Huffington, I think. And and he wrote something today about the the Seventy Sixers process yep. and how it's working. I saw it. And I mm-hmm. looked at the first. I just had to look at the first three replies. Yeah. And they basically all rhymed with puck and mm-hmm. you and your dad and anything yeah. involved with you guys. Yeah. And I it got uh, take the kid out of it. Well, he's a young man. Take take him out of it for a second. I don't think there's anything that that company could ever do that would that would. Cure the ills and the wounds that were struck back in two thousand and seven, six. Here, it's like we were talking yeah. earlier about this. That when you leave Seattle, outside of Seattle, everything's fine. Nobody gives a darn. Whatever. No, no, no. But, but here, yeah, yeah. yeah like, it's, is there anything that that company could ever do outside of here? going out and bringing a team back? And even then, I think I, you know, I think probably that. I yeah. mean, if they maybe brought, if they were part of the solution, bring a team back. I would. I mean, I, mean, yeah. I get a little queasy about attacking a kid. 
Well, not a Who, kid. Yeah, oh, young, first of young all, he man. was a kid when they left. Right, but he's not a kid. Okay, but, he, but he, okay, he, but he, he's he, a kid when he left, and yeah. we have adults at this radio station, another that are attacking a kid. Yeah, that are attacking well, a kid when the team left. Hey, I mean, I'm, it's a little absurd. I'm looking on Twitter yesterday. I just this made me he, laugh. What, was he ten when they left? I yeah. think it's just, I think it's who he was a little older than that. It's a guy that's benefiting off the NBA whose dad sold the NBA. I can understand people not being happy. You don't visit though. That's the only thing of the sins of the father on the son. His dad sold the team. Not if you did something wrong, am I going to come out? Am I going to come after you? Kid? No, but I, listen, I, mean, I, understand, I understand. You're right. The sins of the father should not be on the son. Mm-hmm. The problem is, he's the son of Howard Schultz. Yeah. And in this town, he yeah. will never, ever, oh. ever get a benefit, and people will oh, throw fuck you at him every every time he can. No! You almost slipped. I don't know. No. I looked at you and I said, fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm glad we went three hours a day uh, not debating a 17 year old's decision where to play college football. So, congratulations uh, to you, Gas. I, I was going to say. Congratulations to myself. I saw something yesterday per that uh, I, on, on Twitter. Again, the people, you, you guys are out of your minds sometimes. This guy, there's a guy on Twitter. He's a realtor. Aren't realtors supposed to be keeping their net nice and wide open so no. they can meet people and sell homes? This guy's like, he's going to be a bench warmer. He's 17. Oh, him Kel? He's 17. <laughs> I sell houses. I'd love to meet you. This kid's yeah. a bum. I'm like, he's a kid. Well, listen. Give him a break. Jordan Schultz is a bum. Kale Mellon's a bum. bum. <laughs> Kiefer Furness is a bum. They're all bums. They're all, all bums. The <laughs> I'll give my kid away. <laughs> yeah. uh, what do you got coming up on the show here? Oh, God. Uh, we are going to talk about slavery, apparently, uh, a little bit. Oh. Yeah, nice light topic, shall we? You have a nice afternoon. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, can't wait to look at the text uh, line. No, we'll do no. that. The, the, the comments made by the former Duke players. Mom, yeah. uh, Gary Parrish is going to join us at, Perfect. C- at uh, 1.30 to kind of discuss that. And uh, also, Vegas doesn't like the Seahawks. Hates them. Oh, yeah. Hates the Seahawks. Yeah. You know what? I like the Seahawks because Vegas hates the Seahawks. I know, I know, I know, I know how you operate too. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> All right, the mayor of Maple Valley, Brock, too, talking baseball. Oh, he's coming up next at at one o'clock. We will talk to you tomorrow on the Fine Radio program. You folks have a great afternoon. No shirt, no shoes, no dice. Anybody like to smoke some pot? I was born to love you. I was born to lick your face. I was born to rub you. But you were born to rub me first. What do you need my address for? We'd like to send out a mailer. Mother of mercy, I don't speak Japanese! <laughs>